Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another year of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is anyone on this show sad to see 2022 in the rearview mirror? I'm not. I'm not. I'm ambivalent. We'll see what 2023 is like. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. How was Christmas's, y'all? Thomas still looks like Christmas in your background. Uh, I'm still celebrating Christmas for three more days. I'm not as intense as Jerry, but I do follow the uh, 12 days of Christmas. Normally, I leave my stuff up to the 6th, too, but I took it down this past weekend. Yep, same here. We, um... We took our stuff down very early this year. We've never taken it down that early, but I think we were taking it down the 27th or the 28th. Why? Um, I don't know. This Christmas just didn't feel like Christmas it's a to weird, any of us. It's been a weird year. for yeah. Christine said the same thing. She just didn't feel Christmassy. I think it's yep. a mixture of like 2022 for a lot of people. It's just been weird and long and everything. And then, like, the first Christmas post, post in quotes, COVID, where everything, it just kind of flew by. Like, you can't really take mm-hmm. a moment to enjoy it. I think it's a bunch of things. Yeah. I'm I'm with you, though. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, sad. I'm, de- I'm definitely dealing, like, I had a nice break from work. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely dealing with those post-Christmas blues. Like mm-hmm. it, like once it's all down, it hits you like, oh crap! I have to wait a year for it. But yeah. wasn't like I was like sad taking it all down, like I am in past years. If that made sense, it's like sitting in the empty apartment afterward, and it's like you deal yeah. with all the post Christmas depression. Yep, that totally makes sense. So, Tom, you yeah. have to be the voice of cheer here, apparently tonight. Like, tell us how your Christmas was. Uh, you know, it was nice. I got to go back and see my family. We had our first Christmas with them since 2019. It was it was good. Did y'all? It was chilly in Houston, wasn't it? It was on Christmas. It warmed up quickly though. Ah, and I drove weird. through the worst fog I've ever driven in in my life to come back home. Oh, I love fog. No, you I know the like uh, not when you're going down a highway that's got a speed oh, limit yeah, of that, eight miles an hour. That stuff's terrifying, yeah. and people don't. <laughs> People don't slow down around you. We could only see three of the white lane markers in front of us. Oh, I hate that. Mm-mm. They're so claustrophobic. Yeah. I don't like that. 
Did y'all get any exciting Christmas cards this year from maybe the North Pole? Um, I got an amazing Christmas card from Tis the Podcast. That card is the some, bomb this year. It was. I got some nice stickers that I'm really excited about. Yes. Those stickers I gave one to Gabe and he good. stuck it on his laptop like immediately. Those stickers came out so good. Yeah, really they're good. so good. Yep. Thanks to our resident designer here. No, I we bought those, remember? Well, it was, yeah. It was your idea to do that. Yeah. I think I'm putting a note on the calendar that we should probably discuss that in October so that we can ship those out. Oh my gosh, how many earlier. notes do we have on the calendar in October? <laughs> yeah. That we ignore. The, you have that <laughs> note. I have the note on my calendar. Try to record Halloween and Thanksgiving episodes in July <laughs> so we're not scrambling last minute. Let's do no them this month while we have time. Oh, there you go. I, I am free to Sounds do like a great idea. Ever. I'm full support of that. Did y'all do anything for New Year's? Uh, we watched that crazy football game, New Year's Eve. I did not choose football game watching, but Ethan and Marty really wanted to watch football games. So we did that. And it was kind of funny because I was not staying up until midnight. That is nonsense. And I cannot do that in my old age. So we watched the ball drop in New York City and pretended like it was midnight in Tulsa. <laughs> because when you watch it in the central time zone, you get some lame... New Orleans, Florida Lee drop. Which Dude, is that was like so dumb. The saddest thing ever. It so we're awful. like, we learned last year. I'm like, we're not doing that. We're just going to pretend like it's an hour earlier. So Gabe comes downstairs and he's like, oh, I really want to watch the ball drop. But that football game was really good. And it was like coming down to like one kick. And so Ethan's like, okay, we're going to wait as long as possible. And he turns it over. We watch the ball drop. We flip it right back and he missed the kick, which we Ooh. obviously know what happened but it's still he was like oh man <laughs> so we had a little football and ball drop and we ate some food i don't know i don't even remember but we celebrated we heralded in 2023 did y'all do fun stuff or were you lame like i was <laughs> yeah they're mainly <laughs> we watch it the next morning we watch it the oh, next nice. morning and I saw some song about chicken noodle soup with a soda on the side or Coke on the side. What? I don't know. It That's was terrible. <laughs> it was it was a song on like the Dick Clark walk oh. on New Year's Eve. All the music was bad. It's always bad. And you can't even watch it. You can't even watch it for drunk uh, Anderson Cooper and and uh, what's his name? Real Housewives anymore because they didn't let him drink alcohol this year. Did you see Anderson Cooper? Anderson Cooper, Andy Cohen. Yeah, Andy guy. Cohen. There you go. Did you see Anderson Cooper walk through the middle of the uh, OWN Network's coverage of New Year's Eve? No. I've never seen OAN before. Uh, and after watching that, I really don't want to. Oh, yeah. OAN. I thought you it's, meant OWN. Oh, it's, no. That's why I specified OAN. Yeah. It's very gotcha. cheap. It looks like a student like streaming service, like in college or high school or something. This is going to be offensive to Anthony. I'm going to go on and warn you in advance. I just feel like they went into Jersey, grabbed a guy out of a deli, and handed him a microphone. The guy who was doing the stuff was such an idiot. I am not going to defend somebody from Jersey. So, not offensive at all. I'll leave that in. Okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say I was gonna say New York, but I changed it at the last minute to try to make it more palatable for Anthony. And I also don't want to associate Anthony in any way with OAN. 
I appreciate that. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of crazy news, did y'all see the Monday night football game? Oh. Yeah, poor guy. That was like, that whole day was rough. So we were watching um, another football game earlier in the day where a kid had to be um, boarded off and because of a spinal whatever. I don't even know what happened to him yet. But like, that was terrifying last night. That was really terrifying. What's crazy to me is they see more of these types of injuries in baseball than they do in football. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's I'm like weird. that. I sustained just a con- standing around. I sustained a concussion in baseball. I mean that I believe, but like this particular. What's interesting to me, heavy is... hit while the heart is in a vulnerable position, like seems so, like a football thing. What's interesting to me is rugby doesn't have these many, this many injuries as football does. Well, yeah, what is that all about? They don't wear like any pads whatsoever, and they use a rock for a ball. That's I don't know. They're in slightly better <laughs> shape. Sports are dangerous. Not as much of an FAFO as uh, messing with Santa Claus, though, as we learned tonight. That's the truth. Ain't that the truth? Or that little girl who took some real inspiration from Kevin McAllister, and we saw the yes, real life effects to those uh, traps. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid kid. <laughs> T- tonight, we are covering the 2022 film Violent Night. Quick plot synopsis, an elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the ground, and he's about to show why this Nicholas is no saint. Thank you, Google. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's so so I don't, I don't, I can't top that one tonight. <laughs> oh, pretty good. So, Violent Night stars david harbour as santa claus david harbour of course most famously known for as chief hopper on stranger things of course he's had a starring role as red guardian in black widow and as hellboy in the hellboy reboot but hopper is really what he will that'll be like in the first line of his resume for For sure um all fans of him right love him I'm a big fan. Yep, me too. Someone Tom may not be a big fan of, judging from texts earlier today, John Leguizamo plays Jimmy Ebenezer Scrooge Martinez, the leader of our mercenaries. Um, I'm curious, what do you best know him from? Milan Uh, I think the first time I remember seeing him, he was, who was he? Pibbolt? In Romeo and Juliet, right? Yep, that's right. He'll always um, be Luigi to me in that awful Mario action Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s, 93. Really? Yep. Didn't know. Didn't know he oh, did that. that. That's a perfect like mystery science theater. That's worth seeing just to... <laughs> no, it's not, Julia. Don't no, believe him. Se- se- seriously, have a, <laughs> ha- have a drink. <laughs> Take out a joint or something and sit down and watch that movie because you'd be tripping. <laughs> Wasn't he in Two Wong Fu as well? Yes, he was. <laughs> he was. He was in John Wick. He was in The Menu, which came out last year, which everyone loved. I have to watch oh, it. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I haven't seen it yet. And famously, he plays Bruno in Encanto. Who we, That's right. we don't talk about Bruno. We can't talk about him, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> 
my family had not seen Encanto yet. We got them all to watch it over Christmas. They love it. Everybody loved it. How can you not? It's so good. It's Wait. so good. He was also the voice of Sid in Ice Age. I think we should mention yes, that he as was. well. That's a big one. Because that's a yeah. franchise he's been a part of. I just, I don't like, I like him as a voice actor. I don't like him as an actor. I can see that. I get it. I don't have feelings either way on him as an actor. I like him. I've always liked John Leguizamo. Even back in his stand-up days on HBO when I wasn't allowed to watch it. Ooh, I've never seen a stand-up. No, neither have I. Is he good? Well, I think so. Liked he did stand-up, right? He had some special on HBO that I was definitely not supposed to watch. And I definitely watched it. Have you listened to Batman the Audio Adventures podcast, Anthony? Yes. He's the Riddler as well. well you know, huh. I did not pick up on that. Um, Something I picked up on right away when we first saw the trailer, though, is Christmas royalty. Beverly D'Angelo is also in this movie as Gertrude Lightstone, uh, yep. the foul-mouthed matriarch of the family that's held hostage. Or somebody that sort of looks like her. Well, yeah. She does, yeah. She that's does, not good work. She did not, yeah. <laughs> she she phoned plastic. it. In. She looks like plastic Santa. From yes, the Santa and she and she, she phoned it in, y'all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Beverly D'Angelo, obviously, Ellen Griswold in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, playing her favorite child, Jason Lightstone, is Alex Hassel. Um, he was translucent in the first season of The Boys. Um, huh. oh, he was. He's in His Dark Materials as Metatron, the final season coming to HBO slash BBC. And he played Vicious in Netflix's short-lived live-action Cowboy Bebop uh, reboot. Playing his estranged wife, Linda Lightstone, who... I loved as a character is Alexis Louder from um, the Watchmen. She yep. was, she was Ruth. She was, yes. First thing oh. I noticed when I saw it, I was like, it was Ruth. Okay. Yeah. So she was in the Watchmen, the HBO show, which was oh, so good. She also played, she also was not, she didn't play. She was in that um, Harriet Tubman Western. Harriet, um, yep. Harriet, yep. She was also the Tomorrow War, which I never saw. I heard mixed things about that, though. Looks like she had a small part in Black Panther as well. Yep. A very small part because the cast of the credit is called Nigerian Woman. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two, yeah. Oof, oof. <laughs> we got to start somewhere. Um, somebody with no credits to their name, but was truly the heart of this movie. Leia Brady plays Trudy Lightstone, the young girl who connects with Santa and kind of pulls him back from the darkness. She does have something to her name. She was in the first season of the Umbrella Academy. Well, Wikipedia is failing me then. She was in the first well, season. Well, you need to Acad come on over in, to Amdaba. She was in a, one episode of, of Umbrella Academy. Not fan yeah, of I decided I just, I'm not either. The kid who plays Nikki from Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn is in it. And um, I don't, yeah, I just don't enjoy it. You know what else I don't enjoy? Edie Patterson as Alva Lightstone, the Edie daughter. Patterson. Um, oh. 
I knew her most from Knives Out. She played yep. Fran in Knives Out. So you know she can act. I don't know what it was in this film. It was just bad. <laughs> she was also what else was she in? The Righteous Gemstones. She was in Vice Principals, a TV show. That's why. I'm, yeah. Did y'all see the Righteous Gemstones with? Uh, uh-uh. Oh yeah, John Goodman, Televangelist Family. Was it good? She's one of the daughters. Uh, it's mm. disturbing. Sure. It's hard to watch at times. It's also really funny. Is it a parody? Uh, no. It does almost play like satire at times, though. Uh. She was in Helen Keller versus the Night Wolves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm in for it. Oh, she did play. She played the assistant in Blackish, Laura. Oh, okay. I don't know if y'all know this or not. I'm a big fan of Blackish. Yes. We should get those Christmas episodes on the list. We should. We should. Pam Gigadnet plays Morgan Steele, Alva's actor boyfriend. Um, you, a lot of people recognize him as James from Twilight. Mm-hmm. He had a recurring role in the OC. Uh, he was clearly playing a Mark Wahlberg parody in this because he <laughs> did. He he gave that same drop that same line that Mark Wahlberg got in trouble for on the news when he said if he was on those 9-11 planes, those hijackers would be uh, thrown from the plane and that never would have crashed. I did not know Marky Mark said that. Oh, yeah. Lord. He, he did, and it was a really stupid thing to say because, I mean, the guys only had box cutters. Nobody fought them, but nobody expected them to do what they did, right? That was never... Yeah, hijackings. They usually took you to another country uh, for a hostage yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't common, but it happened. And uh, yeah, it was really a dumb thing of Marky Mark to say. Please only uh, refer to him as Marky Mark from now on. And the funky have... bunch, minus the funky bunch in this case. Wasn't it him that had the 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 drop pants, the real low pants, and Calvin Klein whitey tidies? Uh, yeah. Him. Yep. Brendan Fletcher plays Krampus, Mr. Scrooge, one of Mr. Scrooge's henchmen. Now, Brendan Fletcher is a face a lot of people know. I recognize this face from a lot of things. Well, I didn't because he got old. But when you look at him younger, he was doing <laughs> a lot of stuff. He was in Smallville, Supernatural. He was um, Farkas's brother in Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, for that christmas connection and leprechaun's uh, origin he's a year older he's a year older than us tom well well i'm gonna throw up in my mouth now he looks he looks a lot older than we do yeah he does Ste- uh steven miller's two years older than me two years older than me wow dude looks 12 I'd- years older than me yeah Andre Erickson, <laughs> Andre Erickson plays Bjorn, Ginger, aka Gingerbread, another one of the henchmen. Um, he's actually best known for as one of the lead vocalists in the Norwegian rap group Warlocks. Which what the what? In Scandinavia, in the somebody made that up. That's not real. That's not real. <laughs> That's magnificent. Yeah. He was in DC's Legends of Tomorrow as Baron Krieger slash Captain Nazi. He's been in Vikings, Lethal Weapon, the TV show. Uh, the Christmas King in full art armor played Loot. Uh, his band, really, he's on five albums of that band called Lyrical Marksman, Top Notch, Mike Knights, Afterlife, and The Never Ending Story. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a screaming, like, like heavy metal rap group. I'm assuming, right? Where they like throat sing? Where they like throat sing? Right? That's just what I oh. assume by looking at him. Oh, that's not throat singing. Throat singing is what the Tibetan monks do. <laughs> I couldn't think of the what's it called when, when, yeah, I know a throat, but what, what's it? It's a thing. Well, they're calling this. <laughs> okay, this this guy, <laughs> this guy had such an interesting history. Actually, uh, it was a hip hop trio, the Warlocks. Uh, following their success, they were picked up by Norway's leading rap label, and he has shared stages with the artists like the Beastie Boys, House of Pain, the Wu-Tang Clan, 50 Cent, and more. He was also a member of the Breakdance Crew, Atomic B-Boys, together with Lars Peitu Undil and Bjorn Sean Hagen, representing Norway in seven international competitions well, this guy. <laughs> this guy. Uh, speaking of Norway House was of so Pain, hardcore. You know the you know the book and movie The Outsiders. Yeah. Yes. The house that was filmed where Outsiders was filmed is now owned by the lead singer of House of Pain, Danny Boy O'Connor. Yep, that's a true story. It is. Um, I will just now point you out know. now before we move on from this guy. If anyone's listening who hasn't seen this movie, Google this guy at the very least, because the way we're describing him, he looks nothing like he would have that uh-uh. type of a career path. Um, Are you sure it's the same guy, not just the guy with the same name? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> and the last person to mention is Alexandra uh alex oh no so mitra suri plays candy cane another one of the mercenaries and then alexander elliot plays bert aka bertrude bertrude um <laughs> one of beverly d'angelo's grandkids uh and he was in the hardy boys in the 2020 series oh he was huh. in lock and key on netflix too okay hmm so uh pretty sure we have all have the same history with this we found out it was being made earlier this year mm-hmm. got excited when david harbour was cast mm-hmm. as santa uh so overall thoughts before we jump into the plot um i liked this movie it was fun it had some fun easter eggs in it from other christmas movies notably you know violent christmas movies in general but even some that weren't so violent um i'll watch david harbour do anything uh his take on santa was both great in some parts and horrifying in others and i don't mean violence and <laughs> i i had fun watching it i mean it's not the best movie i've ever seen in my entire life but i knew what it, it was, was though it was a fun watch oh i knew exactly what it was and i can appreciate a movie that knows what it is itself Mm-hmm. so it was Tom, fun what about you um i tried watching it a week ago made it about 15 minutes in absolutely hated it turned it off and did not turn it back on until i had to watch it this afternoon or this morning got tired of it about took a break julia watched it and then i finished it up this evening <laughs> so not a fan uh by the end i was i was okay with it 
I mean, it's, I should say arc, right? You have to accept Santa is miserable at the beginning and this, the whole his whole arc is a little girl helps him find his purpose again and instill his faith in humanity again. A lot hmm. of problems I have with this plot line. A lot of problems. That's the part I didn't like. Um, well, we've I, talked in the past about how much do we like or hate it when the Linus moment has to happen to Santa himself. Yes. Yep. So I will say, um, I think I probably love it more than you guys because movies like these are better experienced in my opinion in a large theater opening weekend where you get the crowd reactions and everyone's in that mood so definitely the watching experience definitely affected how much i like this movie yep which i figured it would uh, that's yes. the way it, comedies in general usually go and this is Absolutely. definitely a violent comedy <laughs> yes um it did well though uh harbor mentioned there are in talks for a sequel with discussions of bringing in mrs claus the north pole and the elves factoring into the story and he would like to see Charlize theron play mrs claus i mean you've got to have mrs if you have a follow-up movie i mean he mentioned I mean, her she... enough in this one <laughs> well and she, she sends him she... the sledgehammer skull crusher at the end skull crusher that's it um thought you so might that, need this so yeah she's pretty salty she's gonna be salty she's and, gonna and, be like she's gonna be like that that not as posh but like that mrs claus commercial that i love so much where she's just like insanely chic she's got she's got to be like that and she's got to be know, know how to kick to kick butt That's right if she's married right. to the santa yeah and i want to know the whole how did the missus like they're not going to do it, I'm sure. But I would love to know, like, were they together when he got tapped to be Santa, right? Yeah. Does that mean that she's also some, like, Norse bad A? Like a witch or something? Was she the one who made him Santa? <laughs> Whoa, we're really going down different paths on this one. Yeah, I w- I'm here for it. I'll watch it. If I make it, I'll watch it. I would love to see his North Pole with his elves and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, the reindeer Ooh. and sleigh were very traditional. They were beautiful. The, the, bag, the bag was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about I his got... powers when we get into it, because I love the depiction I... of his powers. I got Kurt Russell vibes from his costume, from his Santa yeah. outfit. I... Christmas Chronicle vibes. I'll say right now, he looked great as Santa. Whatever your mm-hmm. problems I'm... with his portrayal, he looked great. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just going to go back to it. I think the modern sleeker look of you know the kurt russell christmas chronicles and david harbour uh violet night santa works mm-hmm. it wasn't the leather jacket though which i appreciated it was still it was it was, yeah, leather it was leather with her it, it was, was red leather yeah it was leather it was red leather yellow well, leather. It, it looked <laughs> great it looked great and i liked his beard and he looked just great he had the thor beard he did. He, did. he did have the Thor button. Made me I... very happy. Because that's my favorite part of any Marvel movie, I think, is when Thor in Endgame becomes like how Thor really should look. A typical Viking overweight with Thick, the muscle with the braided yeah. beard, big old boy. Yes, please. With his hair up and then the braids. Like perfect Thor. So yeah, I got I got Thor vibes really positive Thor vibes, which made me very happy. Which I think he was supposed to be Scandinavian. Yes. Yeah, right? he was Norse for sure. It was some kind of he was he was Norse. So Norse that, I mean I, 
I like the way that they they carried that over into his current look. And his tattoos. His tattoo that reminded me. I of, got. Um, oh, Rise of the Guardians. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, anyone I got else that vibe get too. <laughs> the the Santa Claus uh, vibes when he's questioning him what his name is and he starts rattling off all the names. Oh, that's tied totally. There Straight are out so of Santa many, Claus for sure. Yeah, so many throwbacks to other Christmas movies throughout this entire film. I mean, I Even, got some major lethal weapon if we're going to talk about Christmas movies that aren't Christmas but could be Christmas movies. I got Die some Hard. major lethal weapon feels. Oh, and for sure uh, for Die sure Hard. Die but like, Hard. there was some sneaky lethal weapon in there as well. And for sure, obviously, Home Alone. Yes, obviously. Well, that one uh, was very obvious. She referenced Home Alone. He's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh um, and anthony this one's for you um i also got uh, is it hide and seek the one that you told me to watch that i would like so much with the girl that marries the boy and then has to live has to oh, survive re- re- the night? ready or not yeah ready or not i got ready or night ready or not vibes too because like everybody in the family is awful i did too <laughs> i did too um and I don't know if it was a reference to I if Jay or Ron saw this movie, I bet they picked up on the same thing to me. Because everyone when Halloween Kills came out made fun of the fact that evil dies tonight is said like 20 billion times. And here uh-huh. John Leguizamo shouts, Christmas dies tonight. And I'm like, that's gotta be a reference. That's has to. Like, has to be. <laughs> Which um, if you put that, when did did they add that like last minute? Because like production production schedules, I can't imagine are that short, right? Well, this and didn't this that movie is, just come out? So this one filmed early this year and then came out. And Halloween Kills was a few years ago. So, oh, okay, I can keep my Halloween straight. All right, so we're all fans of David Harbor and love all the Christmas movie references, which I'm sure will come up as we go along. There was so, so much fun. So let's get into this then. We pick up on Christmas Eve. Santa's on his journey. uh, But he's taking a break. And he's sitting at a pub in England. uh, Half in the bag. Lamenting about how he's tired of the job essentially. There's no more kids just don't believe anymore. They just want uh, gift cards and cash. And uh, a mall Santa walks in. And says he hates seeing a fellow Santa so down in the dumps and orders him <laughs> or picks up his tab. And uh, Santa's grateful. He's like, here, let me cover. Uh, he's like, here's a, save me a trip. Here's your gift for, and he names his kid and names a bartender's kid and <laughs> stumbles out. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, for a minute, they're confused. How do they know the name? But then the bartender's like, uh, he's heading up to the roof. He's such a drunk. And she goes up to the roof, and there's a magical moment. It's magical music. The sleigh is flying through the air. She's staring up in wonder. And Santa leans over the side and gets sick all over because he is drunk. This is what I didn't like. Yeah, I could have done without that. If they didn't, I mean, there were other ways to show him having difficulty. Well, and he's a magical being, too. I sort of feel like if you're a magical being, being, you'd metabolize alcohol differently. I feel like you would never get drunk. But he doesn't know yeah, how exactly. the magic works. No, he doesn't. But it still should work in a it, way that uh, I don't have to watch on him puke on somebody. As we find out later on. Which felt very Santa Claus. The very Santa Clauses. Spirit of Christmas. Yep. Yep. 
Um, and we get like a <laughs> a montage of him traveling the world, and uh, he just looks miserable. There's even a moment he's literally peeing over the Capitol down in D.C. Because of course, yep. that's where you're gonna like go to the bathroom <laughs> if you could. Um, I think we all would, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Meanwhile, Christmas Eve, five hours behind, right? In Greenwich, Connecticut. It's early evening and we meet the Lightstones. The most insufferable so, family that we could possibly find. Like the worst. Okay, they tell us about awful, them. They are awful stereotypes of every rich family we see in movie where the, where the wealthy are hated. Yeah, every I think that's supposed stereotype. to be the point. I know, but it's just too much. I I felt up to this point. I got through the beginning of the Light Lightstones family when all of the bad guys came in the first time, and I just thought, man, I guess this is just lazy writing. Every bit of this has felt lazy and uninspired. You know what I like about it? I like that they went with an unlikable family that Santa has to save, rather than. You know, the warm, fuzzy, you know, Colburn household Santa has to save. It's this unlikable family with mm-hmm. one really likable little kid. And that's why Santa is putting it all on the line for her. Well, and they all hate so each other in the a... beginning. And in the end, their motivation is saving. They have to save each other's lives, right? To a certain point. Yep. So I guess I get why they do it. But in the beginning, it does feel trite. Yes, it is. But I, I know I, it's 100%. supposed to. Yeah, it could have been done better. I'm just saying, like, it, the beginning of this, the buildup, I think if it had been done better at the beginning, I would not have quit so early on it. The one thing I'm learning between the Santa Clauses two weeks ago and this, Tom needs to be hooked on something like 15 minutes or he's out. <laughs> I have no attention span, y'all. I have none. <laughs> and I have even less patience than I do attention span. I'm with you there, my friend. I am with you there. I know nobody listening could have ever figured that out. Um, Tom and Anthony have ADD issues? What? (laughs) (laughs) So we meet Trudy, who's, how old did you say she is? 11? Yeah, 11, seems right. 11-year-old girl. She's so excited for Christmas. She's a little nervous because they're spending it with Grandma, and she doesn't know if Santa will find her there, especially because her dad was too busy to take her to see Santa this year. Uh, which again uh, so what's the name of her dad so jason and linda her parents are on the verge of divorce and this becomes an issue linda's like you know she looks forward to that every year and yeah you always put your mom and her business first and so if he didn't come why didn't she just take her like if one parent can't do something i got the i got the impression he promised to take her and she just so she said he didn't show up they couldn't get a hold of him, so you just buck up and go. Kids shouldn't suffer because of crappy dad. <laughs> when Christine fails Ellie, do I just leave Ellie sitting on the curb? Oh my no? god! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. So to reassure her, uh, Dad gives her a pair of walkie-talkies at the mansion mm-hmm. so she could talk to. He gives her one walkie-talkie mm-hmm. so she could talk to Santa. And he may not respond, but he'll be able to hear her and hear what she wants and find her. And what does she want for Christmas? She wants her parents to get back together. She was Bobby and Daddy to get married again and hope Santa <laughs> can help. Blech. 
Well, I mean, um, she says, like, there's a whole bunch of crap I really want, but what I really want is... So, like, it, it was schmaltzy, but it wasn't just, like, all schmaltz. And so, so this house they're all staying at, it's Beverly D'Angelo's house. It's a compound. It's, like... Yeah. You would think it's Buckingham Palace, the amount of security they have to go there. He has the a grounds, kill squad. The gates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we meet the rest of the family. And Alva, who is Jason's sister, is convinced this is the year mom is going to pick one of them to take over the business or take a larger role in the business. And she wants that job bad, even though Jason's a favorite. Did they ever say what the business was? I missed that. Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. And you get the idea that grandma here, Gertrude, likes seeing her children fight for her attention and her money. And oh, for absolutely, for sure. Yeah. To the point, I mean, <laughs> Alva had a son, and instead of just naming him Bert, he named she named him Bertrude <laughs> after her. Um, oh, they're the worst. Meanwhile, Santa comes. And he slides down that chimney. And I love the effect of him sliding down the chimney. It's like this magical, glowy mist. And, I like it too. And he just, yep. you know, reforms once he's in the room. Yep. Uh, and he always looks a bit disheveled, like his hat is crooked or his glasses are askew. And I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he he leaves gifts. Um, and he he realizes he's in the game room here. And he he uh, it's the bar is along the counter. So first he takes a bite of the cookie and he's like. Mm. And then he realizes they have like really expensive whiskey and he pours himself a glass and just settles down for another break. Mm-hmm. In a massage chair. In a massage chair and ends up, I will say, falling asleep. Some might say passing out. Passed out. Passed out. <laughs> he passed drunk out. Over. Yeah, he's super drunk. And this is where all hell breaks loose. So, what yep. happens, Julia or Tom? He hears gunfire. It wakes him up because John Leguizamo and his group of Christmas named miscreants have broken into the compound and are just like corralling everybody in the gate. They're already in the main room anyway, but um, they're getting all the family together and in the living room. And they're just like shooting all the ceilings. They essentially want the combination to a safe underground that's she keeps like what was it 300 million dollars or something in the house well it just came in it just came in because right so many business deals require you to take 300 million dollars into your home (laughs) you know this one does um so we have a diehard plot line right is this diehard one diehard one was the safe right yeah it was the safe so it wakes him up and (laughs) He tried to pull it out of there. I saw the trailers and I was not prepared for him to go full. I got to get out of here. Yeah, I can't be here right bag. now. I'm just going to take my I'm bag out. and we're going to go. Yeah. So he tries to book it out of there. But like in the whole process of this one guy stumbling into the game room and upon Santa and him getting his butt kicked by this guy and like fisty cuffing it out. Right. The reindeer gets spooked, shockingly enough, and they take off. <laughs> well, yeah, because he literally starts shooting it. through the ceiling. Exactly. So that's our first Santa kill is that one guy dies on an icicle. Icicle. Which, well, yeah. So they fight. They knock down the tree. It's a standard 
horror Christmas weapon. Yeah, I mean, they go out the window. It's like a decoration, yeah. like a ground icicle. Right. Yeah, um, it was like, well, it was, it was like, it was an icicle, like a stalagmite, right? It was, because that's how they work. Yeah, they grow up. <laughs> they grow up to the sky. Icicles, icicles are base, can easily become stalagmites, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they could have had a stalactite impediment, though. <laughs> um. So that puts Santa in the know of what's happening, at least some amount of what's happening. Um, that gets his escape route gone because the, the deer, the reindeer, like take off. Right, which, and he couldn't get out the chimney in time because no, he because he has performance nose, problems. Exactly. He's having performance issues because Christmas spirit is low, folks. Not just with he, people, but with him himself. He's he doesn't even believe in himself. That's right. And he so, thinks the walkie-talkie off this dead henchman. Right. And this isn't, it's, Trudy is, and this was not believable either, but I don't know how else they could have done it. They could have done it other ways, but she's, she's in the living room. The main room. Yeah, in, in the main room. room. Like, I don't understand how that would have flown, but apparently it did. And so she starts talking to Santa and believes pretty fast that he's the real one, which obviously he is. And this gets him somewhat invested he's still trying to get out of there well okay so we learn this is cool a cool bit of santa magic here we see how his list is and he takes it out yeah. and it's a scroll of paper when you open it the name of a child appears along with all the things that make them good or bad and trudy's list yeah. said something like befriended the weird kid at school she's obviously invited weird list. kid to party yeah <laughs> listens to parents kind to animals sweet to everyone keeps room clean <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet I like the way they do it. And the naughty list is the same way. And the naughty list is like ever evolving. Ever evolving. It's all it's a cool, that's a cool list. It's it is really a cool, cool list. As he scrolls nice it out, the, as he scrolls it out, he, whoever's around gets added to the list as naughty or nice. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that adults were on the list still too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not any of this awful family. None of them were on the list. Even that jerky kid who vlogs all the time so i kind of appreciated that as well because santa's notably or we all like that santa's a bit of a pushover right that Mm -hmm. that really like to be naughty you've got to be like you got to be like real naughty like a real naughty yeah and i liked that that the people on the list were the people killing other people that tracks Mm -hmm. so i was glad he was a pushover too so i like so it's around here, right, where they find her talking on the walkie-talkie. And she's right. like, it's Santa, it's Santa, and he's going to kick your butts. Kick whatever. your, yeah. yeah. And uh, her dad, like, you know, because these guys are dangerous and say criminals, he tells her, Santa's not real. Yeah. And she runs off really upset to go hide somewhere in the house. Right. And she hides in the attic with the walkie-talkie. And meanwhile, Mr. Scrooge is like, so they have another bodyguard we missed in this house. That's who they think Santa is. They have him go find him and take him out. Mm -hmm. And which leads to one of my favorite fights in here where Santa's fighting this guy. Um, First, he takes out all these wrapped gifts to use as weapons. They're all copies of like diehard DVDs or like video games. They message a book. (laughs) So funny. Die Hard, yeah, they messaged, they mentioned Die Hard DVDs. 
<laughs> which was uh, funny because they were basically telling the story of Die Hard. Mm-hmm. But he impales this. He throws the star from the tree at this guy. It goes into through the eye. eye, and then he plugs it in. Because well, the guy's still coming at him mad. Yeah, and he basically electrocutes his brain, and then his hair catches fire, and he's like, "Whoo, whoo." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just fantastic. They had some creative Christmas kills in this. There were for sure. And while he takes a minute to catch his breath, him and Tree start talking, and uh, you know he reveals him and Mrs. Claus have been married for eleven hundred years, and that if he had could ask for anything for Christmas, it'd be to see her again. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of get—is this where we get his backstory? He was Nicomund the Red. Yeah, it's where we start to. They tease it at first, but then they really dig into it. Yeah, like so in the next he was conversation like with Trudy. Well, he was the he... bloodthirsty. What was the, what was the name of the sledgehammer? Skull Crusher. Skull Crusher. He had this amazing Thor Mjolnir, except with a long staff type, just percussive device to just beat the snot out of people. <laughs> and he looked cool, also. Like Harbor's built for this type yeah. of character. Um, and yeah, and I like, so the colors in this movie are very beautiful. The way it's shot is lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, the tone is very nice and the flashbacks are both warm and war feeling at the same time. It it looks very 300 almost. It did. Yeah, it it definitely had some of that feeling to it. Um, so he was like what you would think would not be a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) And he kill. He says he would have been people. on the naughty list his whole life if he was, yeah. And Trudy was like, why Why did you do that to people? And that's when he was like, well, I was naughty. <laughs> and she said, maybe you can make up for it now. Maybe and all he, of that, maybe all those horrible things you did, you can, you know, do for good now. That's right. Do the same thing, but with good intentions against bad people. Yeah. And he's like, he checks his list. They're all on the naughty list. He has some great stupid corny one-liner through this too, like Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, that one was an eye roll. And like se- seasons beatings and stuff like that. <laughs> um, just... But he This is yeah, where I really feel puns. like Yeah, this is where I feel puns like that track in a in a shared space. And I I really am sad. I missed out on the opportunity to hear that in a shared environment like you did anthony yes. me too um but the, he really connects with trudy and he's his heart goes out to this girl so he really puts his heart into okay i'm gonna take these guys out and save her and the family that's right and... he's gonna he's gonna take a lump of coal and he's gonna shove it straight up their anus <laughs> That whole line, that whole interchange was quite funny. <laughs> yes, I like that a lot. And <laughs> butthole's kind of borderline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. You wanna, we want to keep you on the nice list, don't we? <laughs> Can I say um, butthole? So Santa immediately goes after one of the mercenary women. Uh, yes. <laughs> but a decoration, most motion sensor Santa... Gives him he away. calls it a traitor. <laughs> um, a traitor. And this is where they end up capturing Santa. And it's Mr. Scrooge and Gingerbread 
and Candy Cane mm-hmm. all start questioning him. They're like, who are you? Tell us your real name. And he does a whole Tim Allen bit. Santa Claus, Bon Natale, you know, whatever. Père Noel. I really wish they had thrown in Tobo Gijo, honestly. Oh, oh, me too. I wish he had done in that voice, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Mr. Scrooge playing around. He throws his sack into the fire. Yeah, and he's like, how are people... That's important. That's a, That has a, all the dreams of so many children. Yeah, um, he goes, that bag was full of kids' dreams. <laughs> um, But... And they're going to kill Santa here, but Santa, mm-hmm. well, first, Scrooge's henchmen start believing a bit. They're like, well, he's a real Santa because he knows their real names. And he's like, what What did so bad that you turned evil? Because like, I didn't get you that bike when you were eight years old. Mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> that um, huffy. It wasn't just a bike. It was a huffy. And uh, all of a sudden, snow starts falling from the ceiling. And mm-hmm. the henchmen are convinced it's magical snow that Santa's conjuring, but <laughs> what is it? it what, styrofoam from Trudy. Styrofoam Trudy from Trudy. In the attic. He's hiding in the attic. But it distracts him long enough where Santa's able to knock the chair over, get out of his bind, touch his nose, and get up the chimney and escape. Yeah. Uh, while these two henchmen decide to go find Trudy in the attic. And we get our realistic Home Alone scene. Yes, we do. And we get bare feet in, on ornaments. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get nails, not a nail gun, but still. Ooh, well, we get the, the nail, nail on the stairs, except multiple nails. Well, he he's climbing up the ladder, and, and it's not in his feet that he goes. And the, no, the it's not. The step breaks, and he impale. It goes up through his mouth. Yeah, through his neck. Into his we mouth. have bowling balls hurled at people's heads. That's home yep. alone. Yeah, the sticky stuff in the attic where sticky stuff. That's right. And candy except it actually down, rips her hair out. It rips like her scalp off. Yeah, that's right. And uh right when she's about and it hits to... her right in the crotch over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and then right when she's about to kill Trudy, Santa arrives. Wow. Right. Oh yeah, because he got his hammer. Because so he, he found well, so his wedding ring fell off in the basement when he's fighting these dudes, and he's like racing after to catch it because he loves Mrs. Claus, and it lands right in front of a sledgehammer. It's kismet. And he takes them out. He does. He even he even uh has a grenade at one point and puts it in the guy's pants and starts to run away and he's like what am i doing i have to watch and he turns around <laughs> to watch him to watch the guy blow up <laughs> which i appreciated that i would want to. you have to at that point um you you want to watch somebody be dismembered <laughs> i mean why do i watch so many horror movies <laughs> So while this is going on, what's going on with the family? Because Krampus makes Jason give his mom a gift, which included a card. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, he's, he thinks it'd be funny and masochistic to just make her open all those presents make, while they're well, waiting He, he didn't make her anybody. He just wanted them to open presents because some of them may not be alive. Oh, that's right. And they all just choose to give grandma her gifts. Yep. Yep. 
And when Mr. Scrooge goes down to the safe with the mercenaries who show up who are supposed to protect them, but mm-hmm. they're in on the scheme here, mm-hmm. the safe is empty. And it turns out that card was from Jason. And basically, he took the money and he was absconding with his family. Because she wasn't supposed and to open that gift until the next morning when he was when he was already gone out. But she's not mad at him at this point, though, because no. that's kind of the only saving grace right now. Although she she's doesn't impressed. think be, she doesn't think they're going to be able to get into the safe. She thinks it's too secure, mm-hmm. and she thinks she hears her kill squad coming to back them up. Yeah, and they helped him get into the safe because they're traitors. And these are the people Santa actually killed down in the basement with the sledgehammer. So Mr. Scrooge <laughs> leads Jason and Grandma out to where Jason says he hid the money because he thinks they're gonna he'll he'll spare the family now if he'll give him the money. But as they walk out, Mr. Scrooge tells Krampus to kill them all. And he's not a good guy. No. And this guy takes glee in it. He's dressed like an elf. Yeah. He's like hopping around. But family just picks up what fireplace pokers and stuff and beats yeah. the crap they out just of him. Start beating him. Yeah. <laughs> and they think they killed him, but then he pops up. Yep. Yeah. Stabbed through the neck. That's right. And Santa returns to Trudy. And he asks if any of them know how to work those newfangled guns that he doesn't know how to work. And they Trudy's go out. mom does. Yep. And they go out to re- rescue uh, Jason and Grandma. who They're out by this life-size manger where he hid all the money in the hay, which is like, not a safe place to hide all that money. Oh. <laughs> no, especially when they're going to desecrate the sweet baby Jesus there so much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And what happens? They get in this chase. Scrooge and the one mercenary take all the money, hop on snowmobiles, and get the heck out of there, using Grandma as a hostage. And Santa gives chase to them. So Santa and Mr. Scrooge get into it at this, like, cabin in the woods, decrepit cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, Santa can't take on this one guy when he just killed a whole team of mercenaries. Oh, yeah, he's totally in his butt kicked. Not looking good for Santa. <laughs> nope. And then... And that, but uh, there's an outdoor chimney there, yeah. and Santa says, "What he, you know, because J- this guy blames Christmas for ruining his childhood." And Santa says something about you still have to believe, and touches his nose and pulls the guy off the chimney. And while Santa turns to magical mist to get up it, Scrooge did not. And no, he he's in pieces. In a- geyser of blood through the chimney i mean you hear the splat everywhere and santa's just holding his legs yeah as a person who thoroughly enjoys horror movies this is one of the best on-screen kills i've seen in a long time yeah it was pretty impressive and i credit to santa i didn't think he had had him i mean santa thinks he everything's good now but scrooge has nothing left in him (laughs) (laughs) but that one last mercenary shows up and shoots him and he falls to the ground dying multiple times. Like yeah. he gets shot in the midsection multiple times. And it's brutal. Yeah. And that's just like Gertrude shows up and kills that last guy. And the yeah, whole fam- But then we have a, a dying Santa on our hands. Santa's dying and there's nothing they can do about it. And Trudy's really upset. And dad decides to burn the money to keep him warm. Yep. They all have uh Oh, is that As what he's, he's doing? I didn't know why he was throwing money in fire. I'm like, what is what good is this going to do? 
Yeah, he needed heat. He was feeling cold. Santa was feeling very cold. Which I don't feel like that would quite generate the heat that they would need to keep no. the body alive. But that's not what keeps them alive anyway. So It's not. They all start declaring their belief in Santa. That's right. And right when Santa looks like he's dead, he, you know, does that movie. <gasps> he does the, he gasps and sits up. And uh, <laughs> he admits to them he has no idea how Christmas magic works. <laughs> he's I don't know how this works. I don't know. I still don't know how this works. Um, And Jason's like, you know, I don't know how I can ever repay you for saving my family, my daughter and my family. And he's like, you just brought me back from the dead. Let's call it even. (laughs) The reindeer and the sleigh show back up. And Santa is pissed. He's like, there you are. You show up. You run away. The bag, his spare bags and the sleigh. And he's like, can't be mad at you. Went back. You guys. I can't, <laughs> can't stay mad at you guys. Stay mad at you. But you're such like a any pet owner knows that they get frustrated <laughs> with the dog or the cat. All they have to do yeah. is give you those eyes, and you're like, "I'm sorry, I love you." So I really yeah. thought that was funny. That was funny. And yep. uh, in addition to the bag, there's the hammer from Skull from Mrs. Claus saying he may need it. It's just and... like setting up for a sequel. Yeah, it is. They were laying the. The groundwork for that. Mm-hmm. And he flies away as Christmas faith restored and says, mm-hmm. you know, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. That's right. And the end. And I really want to meet his Mrs. Claus. So I hope they get a sequel. Me too. Who do you I want to be like, Mrs. Claus? I feel like Bernard would fit in right well at that North Pole. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's would be good. She would be good. I could see that. Winona would be a little on the nose. Oh, mm. <laughs> I don't think she's. I don't think she's got that vibe though. No, no. no. Charlize is mm. the one. Scarlett Johansson, maybe. You need that. Like you need the younger... Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, yeah, yeah. Kill Bill vibes. You need someone around his age. It. Yeah. Not only do I want to see Mrs. Claus and the Elves and the North Pole in the sequel, which they are talking about. But I want to see a movie now where he has his faith and his belief in himself and mm. the world the entire time. And Skull Crusher. And Skull Crusher, <laughs> and that's Skull right. Crusher. Nothing says Merry Christmas. I love you, Santa, like Skull maybe, Crusher. Maybe we can get our long-awaited Krampus sequel, and it's a crossover with Violent Night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Santa goes into that Krampus zone? <laughs> that would, I'd pay to see that so yeah i have to say i really this was atmos- very atmospheric it felt christmasy the mm-hmm. music selections were great yeah uh even though it was violent and adult all the kills were they they did a great job utilizing the christmas decorations and surroundings yep and for an adult movie i liked the the way they portrayed santa's magic it was new and unique and i liked it and yep. mysterious. Mysteri- yeah, yeah, I like that he didn't have some big explanation for it. That he's still just kind of like, it's just the magic. I don't know how it works. Makes me wonder oh. how he became Santa to begin with. Uh, yes, which if there's a sequel, they best address that. Yeah. So how do we feel that Santa had to have a Linus moment? He didn't need it. I don't like that. 
I mean, it was obviously it was needed for the story they were telling. Mm-hmm. And I liked the story they were telling enough to justify it. So for me, it was fine. It kind of reminded me of how many, um, specifically the Rankin Bass special of the year without a Santa Claus, where Santa Nia, that Linus moment, he just kind of he was sick and feeling crappy about, you know, the job and the world, and he needed it done. There are times it works for me, and times it doesn't work for me. And- well, yeah, was it Rankin Bass just like tired, yo? Like I'm just tired. Not the world sucks, but like I'm just tired. He was he was sick, yeah. Yeah, so like that's super lame. That's not okay. <laughs> I understand more this Santa's plight, right? Like, yep. didn't feel appreciated, and he just didn't seem like he was needed anymore. And people are just terrible and awful, which resonates. I don't know. I can I can stomach this one more than other ones, but I still don't love when a Santa needs a wake up call. I will Although the wake up call was delightful with Trudy, him and Trudy together were just great. And that's what made me like it. They could have, if they didn't really earn the Linus moment in the end, which I feel they did because I loved yeah. their relationship. Um, I probably would have not been okay with it, but yeah, yeah. As long as the sequel doesn't try to top the vomiting at the beginning, like having him crap oh. out the sleigh or something, I don't Can know. We not. <laughs> I really could have done without that. Or without the reindeers defecating on roofs. That was kind of funny, at least. That was funny. I like that he was like so unprofessional. (laughs) Prancer. Says the guy who peed and puked off the sleigh. Like, come on, yo. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, man. So it had a Linus moment. It was a Christmas movie. Yep. What would you give it on a scale of one to ten? Six and a half. Yeah, I was going to say six. Though it would definitely be higher if I had seen it in a movie theater. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of those movies that helped to see it in a movie theater. I'm giving it a nine. I'm bumping up to a seven. That gives it a 7.33. I'm happy with that. Which brings it to a tie with Die Hard and the Santa Claus 2. Oh, how funny funny is that? That's very just funny. below while you were sleeping and just above the man who invented Christmas. How funny is that? I love that. That's it ties funny. with Die Hard. I think uh, I'll be curious to hear what listeners say, but it seems like from what I've seen, a lot of our listeners liked it. Mm-hmm. Where can they last, where can other people weigh in on this one? Uh, just head on over to linktree.com slash tis the podcast where you can find a link to our all of our social media. Uh, I apologize. Our Facebook group has been a little neglected. I will work on being more active there. People should believe in Anthony coming back, like Santa coming back, and maybe I'll reappear and <laughs> reignite that group. <laughs> Check out our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, or join us on Patreon, where you can communicate with us. No, I'm going to reword that. Where you can chat with us, give us your thoughts, and get some cool swag like our new tis the podcast sticker speaking of feedback we have some patreon feedback i wanted to share from a relatively new patreon patron from relatively new patron hello new patron nice to meet you welcome 
Lee wished us a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you two weeks ago, Lee. John Bender, new patron, says my top 10 are let it starting at number 10, Let It Snow, Christmas Vacation, 8-Bit Christmas, Christmas Story, Krampus, Happiest Season, Violent Night came in at number four, Klaus, Ooh. Muppet Christmas Carol, and Elf. And he gave us I a feel PS. like that. I feel like that list like Sound. really makes all of us happy because oh. he took things we all love and some things we don't like as much and like threw it together. I like that. Yeah, solid. That's solid. John John said Violent Night is amazing and he enjoyed it the second time. It's so much fun. Um, so patrons, new content will be coming this year. I am try gonna try to schedule to get julia and tom on more especially earlier in the year like back up a few recordings for later in the year when we have more time this time of year Mm -hmm. so uh keep your eyes on that you know you'll be getting a bunch of comic book and horror content as the years go on as the year goes on uh no commitment to future years (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah, check it out. Um, next week, we are doing something much more family-friendly. We are covering the Disney original 2022 special, Mickey Saves Christmas, which you can find on Disney+. And the week after that, staying in the realm of animation, we're covering the new 2022 Netflix musical, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. And then the week after that, third times perhaps the charm, if you're not Kevin McCarthy, Fat Man is back on the schedule <laughs> for the third time. I feel like this would have been an interesting pairing with Violent Night. <laughs> it really would have been. Uh, it really would have been. But yeah, so <laughs> that'll be fun. I know Tom especially is looking forward to that. <laughs> it's um, been so long, I'm actually going to have to rewatch it, I think. <laughs> I feel like it hurts really... me a little. I like. I don't it. want to. I don't want to either. I'm gonna be the <laughs> defender. So, <laughs> listeners, stay tuned for that because you may get the most uh, uh, divided episode since Better Watch Out, which is another one of those violent movie Christmas movies. I don't think it'll be that divided. <clears throat> I don't hate Fat Man. I do, but I don't love it. <laughs> okay, so we're all over the spectrum with it then. We are. Um. But yeah, plenty of stuff, fun stuff coming up this year. Plenty Um, of time to cover it. Plenty of time to cover it because we still have 8,400 hours until Christmas. 350 days. 50 weeks. You know, I'll be here before you know it. Hopefully, you know, we talked a little bit about it at the beginning of this episode. 2022 in general was not the best year for a lot of people, it seems, judging from social media and just people we interact with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So hopefully 2023 will be a better year for all of us. And the holiday season will be even better than it was this past year. All I know is I'm looking forward to counting it down with y'all. Me too. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye, y'all. Santa Claus is coming to town.